Welcome to the Final Score Network and the Final Score Podcast, presented by Team Anders Realtors. I'm Andy. He's former NCAA student athlete and co-host. Ryan Gam, two-hand monster flush off the inbound. Ryan Gam slam jam. Subscribe to us on Podbean, the Apple Podcast Store, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at the Final Score Thirty Five and TikTok at AG Spartan Fan 35. Oh, and one more note before we get started. I'd like to apologize to anyone I've not offended yet. Please be patient. I'll get to you shortly. Welcome into the 108th edition of the TFS pod here. January 23rd, you know what that means. We're one day closer, one step closer to March Madness. Uh, I think Selection Sunday is in 48 days. Uh, that's pretty... Pretty awesome. January's flying by here, and then February, as you all know, is the shortest month of the year. So, great, love it. Um, lots to get into today. Um, NFL playoffs. There's four four teams left. Um, probably the four best, in my opinion. Um, college basketball. Um, it's going every day. It's been great. Um, yeah, golf too. I mean, California swing. Here we come. Um, West Coast. Uh, get into that a little bit later as well uh we'll go to the podium as always uh, i'm gonna go first um let's talk briefly because you know football college football we're done with that um unless there's some huge news that comes out what's there hasn't been aside from michigan firing their offensive coordinator for whatever the heck that is nice friday at five news dump that was by them nice <clears throat> by their pr team there but uh, i'm gonna talk real quick um I think next year's college football has the makings of what this year in college basketball um, has been. And what is that that you ask? Uh, it, I think it's a lot of really good teams that no clear-cut um, excellent team. You know, this year in college football, you went into it thinking, Alabama and Georgia, uh, Ohio State, Michigan, um, you know, teams like that, USC, Oregon. These teams are all going to be really, really good. Um Next year, I mean, you could probably flip a coin and pick the top 10 out of the top 25. I mean, you could just flip a coin and say, oh, LSU could be number one. Or Seriously, it's going to be crazy um, how even it's going to be, I think, um, which is going to make it fun, I think, next year. And this year would have been really good for a 12-team playoff. Um, I wish it was starting this year because I think that a team that finishes, you know, eight or nine could end up being really, really good. yeah, there's no dominant. Bama's going to take a step back. It seems like they don't have a quarterback for the first time in a few years. Georgia still be good, but don't have a, a quarterback um, picked out. Um, Michigan should be pretty good. Ohio State, same. No quarterback, really. Um, yeah, it's going to be crazy. Um, yeah, USC could be really good, but they're still USC. They've been snake-bitten for the last however many years since Reggie Bush, really. Um yeah, um, I'm excited for that. Something to look forward to, even though that's, what, eight months from now? Um, won't, won't wish that away, but once basketball and, and golf start, the, the big-time stuff starts getting done, that's going to be what we look forward to, and that's going to be our summer. Um, so, yeah. So I could have gone two ways with this. One was actually last week's news, and just for the sake of, the podium. I won't cover that at length, but just say if you saw the whole hubbub about the the Philadelphia Flyers player 
standing up for what he believed in for his religious beliefs and not wearing a Pride Night warm-up jersey in the backlash that he got, which was absolutely ridiculous. This is akin to the Rays player who did the same thing last year. I'm so tired of you people being butthurt that we don't kowtow and bend to your ways. When are you bending to my ways and accepting my point of view? Let's agree to disagree and move on. Enough of this other bullshit. My real podium, though... Unfortunately, because we've talked about it a lot lately, so again, is the officiating pandemic. Mm -hmm. COVID wasn't a pandemic. Officiating is is a pandemic. Officiating, we'll put football to the side. I'm not necessarily going to say anything negative. I didn't see anything totally egregious in the NFL games this weekend, but college basketball, specifically Big Ten basketball, because that's what we watch the most of, the officiating is just, it's atrocious. It's gross. Um, this is direct from Tom Izzo's press conference yesterday. And, you know, he's very careful because he's smart. He's not going to completely call him out, but he's calling him out without calling him out. So I'm going to read you a couple lines from, from his verbatim. My guys didn't back down, but I didn't appreciate some of the things that happened, including that first one. I didn't appreciate that, but I guess that's okay. That one being when Miller cops sold out and absolutely took out a sprinting Matty Sissoko to send a message. I'll get out to that again here in a second. He continues, yeah, I liked the edge MSU, my players, MSU players showed. It's just that we didn't have enough bodies to really throw that edge in play, really get after somebody. I always like to have that edge. I just never know how it's going to be called. One minute, grabbing a holding is called. One minute, you can't touch somebody. One minute, you can hand check. I think the consistency is not good. That's as far as you'll ever get a guy like Izzo or Ryan told me tonight that Painter was pretty heated about um, officiating in the Maryland game yesterday. Purdue, Maryland as well. It's bad. It's inconsistent, like Tom said. It's all over the place, and it's it's momentum changing. Um, again, I said this a couple weeks ago. If it wasn't for so much legalized sports betting, I might not wonder a little bit, but I kind of wonder sometimes a little bit. I mean, you have things like, um, oh, here's a good one. Um, Trace Jackson Davis, who I really like. He's on my five-on-five team for the sake of the podcast. Great game. Taunted blatantly twice. Warned only the second time. Should have been warned and then flagged teed the second time. Um, You know, they let the guys like Dickinson with his jerk-off motion. Yeah, that's right. Made a three, and it was not a was not a subtle move after he did the three-point symbol, thinking he's hot shit when they lost to Maryland. Go watch the video. He's given a jack-off symbol to the Maryland fans because he's, you know, historically, as you know, he's from Maryland and claims they didn't recruit him. I'm sick and tired of the quote-unquote stars getting away with that garbage and that unsportsmanlike conduct, and Dickinson especially does it a lot. But I'm tired of... The way my team, and I'm sure other fans are the same way, with the way their team gets jobbed. Michigan State hasn't gotten a benefit. They've been they've gotten more fouls called for them the last three home games than the opponent has. And Michigan State plays good physical defense, but it's not the kind of defense that is clearly a hack a shack type of defense. It's ridiculous, and it happened again yesterday. And I'm just going to say this: the Miller cop play. If you didn't see that, it was a hip check cheap shot kind of out of the way of the camera because it was down court on a you know trying to push the fast break after a make that should be an object an ejection every damn time that should be an ejection and here's why because he's allowed to take one for his team he's crap 
Watch him play this year. I've always thought, oh, he's the prototypical Hoosier. What the hell is he wearing number 12 for? Steve Alford's jersey should be retired, Indiana. Shame on you for that for number one. Number two, how is it fair that you can run a scrub like that out to take out, no, not Michigan State's best scorer by any means, but you know, our, probably our most important defender because he's the only upperclassman big guy that we have. Take him out with a cheap shot. I think it probably stunned him more than it hurt him, but clearly Izzo was pissed. Ahsoka was pissed. But you just give him a flagrant one. So in essence, you're saying, okay, you're the fifth option for Indiana. You're probably going to play like 25 minutes in this game. You're really not going to have an impact that way. So we're not going to run you from the game. We're going to say it's okay, and we're just going to flagrant one you. That's horseshit. A real official would say, you know what? That was with intent. It was to send a message. It was to get the crowd riled up. That's a flagrant two. Get your rules right. Get your calls right. So that's number one. I talked about Trace Jackson Davis taunting on multiple occasions, the the Dickinson thing. The officiating in college basketball is deplorable. And I'm sorry for as good as Purdue is, historic beginning to the season for them, 20-1. and Um, They're the Big Ten's best and only hope. They're the only ranked team this week for the first time since, I think, 2004 um, in in an AP ranking. They're ranked number one. And they're good enough to contend for a national title, but they will not, and it's because the officiating in the Big Ten will screw them when it comes time to play in the big dance. Sure will. All right, that's the uh, podiums for the week. Good ones there. Um, tee up of the week. Uh, there's not a ton. I mean, we can tee up officiating. You know, you just went in on that, so we'll get back into that. Um, we're going to tee up Mike McCarthy, um, coach of the Cowboys. He's been under fire for a while, hot seat, he stinks, he's average. After the game yesterday, they lose, and there's a picture of him literally, like, pushing a cameraman, like, stiff-arming him after the game. Like, I just, like, following a few feet away from him, taking a picture of him, walking off the field. What are you doing, man? Like, just just take your L and walk off the field. Get it. He's doing his job. Your team sucks. Um, choked in the playoffs again. Again, you haven't made it to the NFC Championship since, what, 1992? You lost to Mr. Irrelevant, which don't worry, a lot of people have. Yeah, but it's ridiculous. You can't act like that. Um, I hope he gets fired. It would be hilarious. He's a trash coach. He's so average. He's the definition of average. He's like Marvin Lewis, but white and fat. Jerry, jo- Jerry Jones... But he backs him up, he gets an- Oh, really? But he gets antsy about that stuff, and... I don't know. Is it a coach or is it Dak? I, Dak I stinks know. too. But Dak didn't call the last formation on that. Yeah, granted, uh, you had to have well, something crazy to go. But what? what I mean, what, what did they think was going to happen there? That's ridiculous. Yeah. All right. All right. We're going to go to four downs. Um, let's do some college hoops. We'll talk Big Ten uh, mainly. I guess we can... Do we want to just kind of go through each team? Or? Yeah, we can do that. I can do kind of like a up... I will say this. Penn State looked like they were going to beat Wisconsin last week, and then they lost, and they still haven't won at Wisconsin since 1995. Yeah, and with that, Rutgers has never won in East Lansing. No. So yeah, here let me let me tell you. So we'll go off of today's standings, and I'm gonna I'll just ask Let's you like up, it. down, whatever. So we'll go from worst to first. Minnesota was that last week that they got the win, or was it the week two before? weeks ago? Yeah, two I mean they're ago, so. they're okay. They're bad. One and seven. Not not very good. They had Michigan on the ropes yesterday. Kind of made some bad decisions. Um, they're just not very good. Only came with a losing record. They'll get time. there, uh, I think. I think eventually. Um, uh, how about Nebraska? Yeah, I mean, also kind of took Penn State down to the wire. Um, played okay. I think they ended up losing by ten or eleven. It was on the road. 
Um, I mean, they're fighting as well, ten and ten. Play, playing a little better, but they just lost that bar, that guard. It's like the has the headbands, Barnu Gold or whatever. He's the transferist, lost him for the season. Averages eight points, four rebounds, mm-hmm. three assists a game. Starter, he's out for the they're season. They're fighting for a chance at the NIT. Yeah, I would say. I, I mean, would, they're ten and ten. So I mean, they could make some noise in the Big Ten tournament and get a. I mean, they have some decent players. They beat Ohio State, who's right in front of them at yeah, eleven and eight. Yeah, that happened last Wednesday. Ohio State, Nebraska. Um, Ohio State's. I mean, I think they're talented. I just don't. They had that. They had lost five in a row, and then Iowa came in and you know having the unfortunate of as we have Northwestern Wisconsin on in the background tonight of having a game postponed because of the fake COVID issue for Northwestern. I'm not claiming the guy wasn't sick, but using that as an excuse and not a forfeit is sickening in and of its own right. So that threw Iowa off, who then eventually finally went and got absolutely smashed at Ohio State. 58 second half points, I think it was. Pretty typical for Iowa, but still. And on the road, I get it. But, like, they were hot. They were arguably the hottest team in the Big Ten, and Ohio State was the coldest team in the Big Ten, and they flipped the script on them. Yeah. I mean, Ohio State, I, I think they... They're, I mean, they're a bubble team for sure. Um, Eleven and eight, three and five. Eleven and eight. Have, have played well. I think they have good players. Just don't haven't meshed well together. I think they really miss EJ Lydell. I think he was a he's a glue guy and guy, a great player and a do it all kind of player for yeah. them. Great leader, great scorer, great defender, passer, um, facilitator. Definitely miss him. Zed Key hasn't really stepped up to the plate. I don't kind think. of dinged up too with a bad shoulder. Sensabaugh's a good scorer, but I mean. He's a fresh the other one. guys aren't scoring. What the what's got it? Something's got to give, right? Um, Maryland also three and five, twelve and yeah, seven they overall. Have mom- they have their moments. Another team that's probably going to be on the bubble. I mean, they've had their moments. They have some nice players. It's just they just can't put it all together at once. I feel like. I mean, they played pretty well against Michigan the other night, but after laying an egg the first time they played them, yeah, interesting. They're well, very hit or miss. Most Jekyll and Hyde team in the Big Ten is Illinois. Oh. We'll get to them in a minute. Northwestern's three and three because they bagged two games last week, twelve and five. They're currently in a battle with Wisconsin. It'll be interesting to see after this, like, kind of blessing of a break because they're gonna have to squeeze in those other two games at some point in time. Well, they're playing can the they, one. On, well, this is the one. One of this the two. The can they? Can they? Ma- can they make? Uh, can they make a run and and make it? I mean, they're twelve and five. They're three and three. They blew Pitt out of the water, right? Or no, they got blown out of the water by Pitt. I can't remember. I can't remember if they blew them out or got blown out. Yeah, I can't remember that. But I, anyway, they they have a shot at the tournament, which for only the second time ever. Um, but how do they hold up now that they had that Bubble extra week off? At you know, I don't know. Sure. Um, yeah, let's get to Iowa now. Twelve and seven, four and four in the Big Ten. Coming to East Lansing on yeah. Thursday. I mean, I think they have, their offense is great. Their defense is terrible. I mean. Their guard play is not great. I mean, I think it's Ulysses, and I don't know where their other guys. Bug Eyes is a good shooter. Yeah, he's not a guard. Sanford. He's a wing. Yeah, he's a wing. He's a, just a shooter. And I mean, Murray's a good player. Rebrach has been pretty good. Um, that's really. They don't have that staple though. of sixty-year senior no, guards, though. No, I'm trying to. I mean, that's really all. I mean, Perkins isn't a bad player, but he hasn't been great. He's not shooting at a good clip at all. I mean, they, they, they're three-headed monster. If you can stop those guys, I. They don't scare me at all. Connor McCaffrey's their sixth year guy. He's been there for. I think he's older than me. He might probably is. Um, then you got Illinois. Poor defense. Who, Illinois. you know, got hot and beat Michigan State, and then yeah, well, was it the next game they was it the next game that they got run by Indiana? I believe so. They got absolutely thrashed at home by Indiana. I mean, like destroyed. And Izzo pointed that out too about how. 
you know, they were asking him about Sissoko and how he struggled a little bit. And he's like, well, look, the big guy for Illinois just had a really good game. And then Mayer has a really great game. And then they go play Indiana and they play like they've never played basketball before. So they're, they're so poorly coached is the problem that they don't have anybody to pull that talent no together. Cause they still, I still would say talent wise between Shannon and Mayer and, you know, some of these other guys, they have as much talent as anybody, but they're so poorly coached that they have no, they've not gelled together at all. No, it's been kind of rough. Um, I don't remember who they have this week. Ohio State tomorrow night, I think. So. Then you got a team that I'm really rooting for to get in the tournament, and that's Penn State. And they may not, yeah, hold on I their, like them. They may not hold on to their coach after this, after the season with the, you know, the news that Mike Bray at Notre Dame, 23 year head coach, is going to step down after this season. Um, Shrewsbury being from Northern Indiana, longtime Purdue assistant, he's going to be ripe for a big job like that. Penn State better hope that they can keep him because he's a hell of a coach and he's done a really nice job of that team. Yeah, he is. I, mean, I like them. Pickett's good. They, they just spread the floor with shooters. Indiana, and play fun brands. Indiana took it to Michigan hot State yesterday. Three, They're three hot. I mean, right? Trace Jackson Davis has put his taunting aside. I mean, he missed, like, what, two shots against Illinois, scored 35, scored 31 against Michigan State yesterday, albeit everything with his left because the, the dude won't go right. Why mm-hmm. nobody stops and makes him go right is beyond me. He shoots left-handed even when he's going to a side that favors his right. Like, take it away. Hack him. Do something. I mean, he shot really well from the free-throw line yesterday. But, you know, the thing is, is I always argue, and I said this about Purdue too, one guy can't beat you. Edie didn't beat Michigan State. Yes, he had 32 points. He didn't beat Michigan State. It was Fletcher, Fletcher Lawyer. Lord, Yesterday, it wasn't Trace Jackson Davis that beat it Michigan State. And- it was Bates and Galloway. They were combined eight for nine from three. Like, And Izzo had a point. He's like, pick, pick your poison. We were a little slow rotating sometimes, but... Now you know when the media, you you know, he's saying to the media, when you ask me why don't I double, I just try to change it up because we we can't, you know, you run into a team that shoots it hot, and that's what happens. Like Fletcher Lawyer got hot in the second half against Michigan State. Like you got to pick your poison, and it's almost like, okay, you want to you want to just spot Trace Jackson Davis thirty and make the rest of the team beat you. I will put my money that Michigan State healthy. Now yesterday they were not healthy with stomach flu and Hall still out and foul trouble and everything else. Michigan State at their normal, even Sands Hall, but like just say Walker was not, you know, puking his guts out for the previous two days. And you give TJD 31 points, but you don't allow those two other guys to make eight three-pointers, Michigan State will win that game. 99 times out of 100. I Just one guy can't beat you. And yeah. I don't care that, yeah, the Big Ten still has a lot of big guys, even though a lot of really good big guys left. Let them do it. Let them do it. I, I, they, they can't do it by themselves. Unless they're going to score 70 a la Kobe. Ain't going to happen. No. But Indiana is definitely playing better. Yeah, they're playing. I mean, they're a good team. I just don't. Like it's us, us. We'll skip us, and we'll talk more at length about Michigan State here in a minute. Wisconsin playing right now, up one with five minutes to go against Northwestern, uh, and make up game for one of the cancellations last week. They're twelve and five, four and three. They're Wisconsin, right? They're not. They're not going to be great. They're not going to be horrible. They are what they are. They run that offense to perfection. You know, they got a bunch of slow, gumpy white guys that figure out a way to get it done, and they mix in a couple of other good guards. It's a foul parade. In this um, game. You know, I, I, Wisconsin's going to be there. They're they're going to contend for that you know coveted double buy spot in the top four. 
Uh, they'll be right in the mix, but we'll see what happens tonight. That tonight could change things. This is the log jam is right in here. I mean, Michigan's eleven and eight, five and three, overinflated five and three. I mean, Ryan, as played, you pointed out, they, they played Maryland twice. They played Minnesota, Minnesota twice. Minnesota twice. They played home against Northwestern. Um, I mean, the the real teams they played Michigan State. They, they beat Penn State at home. That's a that's their best win so far. But right. I mean. Lost to Michigan State on the Lost road. They got to play Purdue at Purdue this week or at home? At home, of course. Yeah, because they don't ever play back. Michigan State just played six games in 16 days with Malik Hall being out and Tyson Walker being sick. We didn't call for the COVID, you know, fake COVID illness stoppage or whatever. Um, and yet Michigan never has a back-to-back road games the rest of the year and has an easier schedule. But we'll see. I don't think that 5-3 and three is going to hold up. I don't think Michigan's all that good. No. Um Dickinson hasn't been as good lately, or really all season. Well, Jets, my, um, Jet might be out. McDaniel's banged up. Yeah, and he's pretty PO'd at the fans. McDaniel's Ryan sent me that tweet. He's calling his own fans out for the for them selling on him. So that's interesting. Rutgers, Michigan State had a fantastic win. We'll talk about that here in a minute. But against Rutgers, a very good Rutgers team. Yeah. Um, they're so, five and three. They obviously they've beaten Purdue. They're thirteen and six. They're legit top four contender team i think you know i think i think there's about six maybe seven teams that can buy for that top four spot when all is said and done i mean right now you know there's one two three four 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 and four teams a five and four a four and three a five and three a five and three so i mean like and then a three and three in there so the the games of separation are limited but i think it'll start to spread itself out here a little bit and then you got purdue uh 19 and one off to their best start in program history um, the one loss being a buzzer beater to Rutgers. Um, but they've been playing with fire a little bit lately. They barely beat Michigan mm-hmm. State. They barely beat Maryland. Um, you know, they've got freshman guards. Do they hit a wall? You know, again, you can let Yao Ming, a.k.a. Uh, Easter Island boy, a.k.a. Zach Eady, beat you. But can the rest of the guys beat you? That's the question. Um, I'm not really sure that they can. But... Purdue is the best team in the Big Ten. Uh, pretty clearly, they have a two-game yeah. lead at yeah. this point in time. You know, I don't remember who exactly they have this week. I know they're playing Michigan. Well, Michigan and Michigan State. Michigan, Michigan State. I mean, right. if they win both of those and they get to ten and one, because I, it's a, they're going to run away with it. You know, if one of those two teams, preferentially Michigan State, can beat them, then you know, it keeps it close, but. I think it's Purdue's team. It's their league to lose at this point in time. Yeah, so, everyone else is fighting for those other spots. So let's get back to Michigan State. I had a couple things, and then, Ryan, I'll let you take the mic. Um, first with the Rutgers game, what the hell is what I want to say? Rebounding is supposed to be a staple, and Michigan State got dominated on the glass by Rutgers, like unacceptably dominated. They gave up four on one trip when the game was still close, and they gave up 20, 20 offensive rebounds. Yet they still cruised. Um, Kohler was very good in that game. Very, very good. And both on offense and defense. The kids got sweet moves. No question about it on offense. Uh, My friend group can attest. I don't really have a problem with his offense. It's his defense. Like, he's extremely patient. When he gets, you know, a little bit better, his footwork is phenomenal. But when he gets a little bit faster, when he gets a little bit quicker, when he gets a little bit stronger, when he gets a little bit less pudgy, he'll be that much better on offense. It's his defense that's been the struggle, but he was really good against Rutgers. Um, The other thing I'm just going to point out, and this was at large in both Michigan State games, is why is it especially that A.J. Hogarth struggles so much at the rim? Like, dude, you're six 
three, six, four. You're stocky. You get to the cup, freaking finish. And I'm not talking about, okay, sometimes it's a hard foul and it's, and it's tough to make the finish. We're talking about how many times you biff a regular layup. Like, unacceptably. And Aikens for a while had been, although Aikens yesterday against Indiana was lights out. He's, he well he, he stepped up when Tyson was was dog sick and still somehow gutted out 32 minutes. Um, and he's been playing better and better, which they need. Um, AJ was persona non grata the way he played in the first half, Got took himself out with a dumb foul, sat half the half with foul trouble. We talked about it last week on the pod. Michigan State is a different team when he's not on the floor despite his sometimes stupid turnovers, despite his sometimes defensive lapses, despite lately not free-throw shooting very well. He missed, what, three or four against Indiana? Two at a key juncture um, when the game was still close. That turned the momentum. Um, Can't finish at the cup. Despite that, he still is arguably Michigan State's most important player. Yeah, he's played really well. Joey played well again yesterday. He's been he's been finishing in an array of ways. A lot of repertoire. I like he's not just settling for threes. He's getting to the rim. He even missed some free throws yesterday. He's a ninety percent shooter. He missed two or three, Um, but still he had twenty two points. Let's let's address the elephant in the room, and that is number zero. The amount of threes he's made since the amount of shots he's made. Look, Izzo said in his presser yesterday. He's like, I can't fault him for missing shots. He's like, he's taking good shots. He's, he's not, not he's not shots. taking bad shots. But he admitted, he's like, but he's got to make them to stay on the floor because he doesn't play shit for defense. His defense is awful. Like, beyond bad, awful. And in a time when Michigan State needs him to do something, you can put up with it. I say to Ryan every time, like, if he's made – you know, scored six, seven, eight points, maybe sometimes at a 12-point game. You could put up for the fact that he's, what was he yesterday, minus 15? Minus 15. And how many minutes did he play? Like 13 or 14. I, I mean, that's, like, unacceptable. Michigan State lost by, what, 12, 13 points. So you're yeah. right there. Is And part of that was the foul trouble. Aikens got in foul trouble in the first half, sat a lot. And had a great second half. Um, he's just, I mean, he's not making shots, and that's what he relies on his shot making. Um, right. It's ridiculous. And, and, he plays no defense. He's slow. And, and sometimes out of shape. he's the he's the coach's the bane of a coach's existence because he's the kind of guy who's sh- his sh- needs to see his shot fall well, you want, you to know, play good fun, defense, not the opposite. That, his dad is was his coach in high school, and he doesn't play like a defense. He doesn't play like a coach's son at all. He's no. the complete opposite. Well, because usually your defense fuels your offense. Like Mo Pete, when he got hurt for Michigan State um, his sophomore year. And he knew his only way to play, because he was a liability on offense with his left hand, you know, in a club, was to play defense. And that's when he transitioned his game. That's who I liken Brooks to. He's not probably as athletic as Mo Pete was, but like that's the kind of crossroads he's at. He's at a crossroads where he has to decide it's a choice. Can I first be a good defender that will lead to my offense, or am I going to transfer at the end of this season? That's I, where I think he is. I think he's gone. That's where he I think he is. It. He's gonna go play in the MAC and then fizzle out. I mean, that's what it's that's what's or Oakland or something like that. He's gonna fizzle out. I, I'll also say I think Sissoko, um, he is what he is on offense. You know, he's great on the lob. He had a nice move early against the hit Indiana. him on the lob in a minute. You know, he, he's got a pretty decent little hook shot. He's a little too methodical, especially when he brings the he ball can't down. Pass the ball. Um, he. His defense though has just been really struggling lately, and Michigan State needs that out of him. Um, because Cooper can play defense, but he's a freshman, and you don't know what you're going to get from game to game with a freshman. You just don't. I mean, Holland 
makes some great plays, and then he makes some dumb plays because he's a freshman, right? Like Kohler makes some good plays, and then he makes some dumb plays because he's a freshman. So you got to rely on somebody, even though he's been a slow developer in Sissoko, and he's struggled lately. The good news is Iowa doesn't really pose a big man threat, yeah, but then it's right back at it's right back at Edie on Sunday. Um, you know, and he's going to have Dickinson again. He's going to have Trace Jackson Davis again, and you know, so on and so forth. So it's like he, he's got to wake up. Brian, I think you said it best that, you know, we were lulled into something from the all-around standpoint the way he started the season, which was great. And I don't even care. I don't need him to score 16 points a game. If he can score six or seven points and he can get seven or eight rebounds, like let's just call him a 6.8 rebound, change some shots, get a block shot or two, and play good defense, that's fine. Michigan State has Hogard, Walker, Hauser. Aikens that can and when Hall comes back, Hall that can score the basketball. That's that's yep. the most important part. So he doesn't have to be Hakeem the Dream. He just has to be more Service. serviceable on defense. He's got to be somebody with his size and strength that can turn a Trace Jackson Davis away from his favorite shoulder. Like I, I'm incredulous at how many teams are just poor at that anymore. I mean, even when I was watching Hope get their ass kicked by Calvin a couple weeks ago. Hope was just kind of sorry, coach, coach, whoever's listening, kind of fundamentally poor at forcing Kelvin away from their strengths. Their big guy, for example, they, you can't let a big guy, especially feed on his on his shoulder on the shoulder he wants to go to, because they become unstoppable. Like I get it if you're seven four and you're Zach Eady and you're you know you get to sit in the paint for twenty seconds of the shot clock and you're you can't you're immovable. But like a Trace Jackson Davis, get his ass off the block. The doubles, Michigan State stole a couple passes from him yesterday. Do not let him shoot with his left hand, period. Even on that fast break dunk when he first taunted Joey, it was the most awkward looking dunk because he switched to his left hand. Because he wouldn't even dunk it right handed. Like, Ryan, could you dunk with your left hand? I can. I mean, I know it's not your preference, but like if you're going away from your right, do you think you could dunk with your left? No, if I was going away. Yeah, you're going yeah, away I mean, from your strong hand. Do you think you could, yeah, or at I least could, just put I it could, down, yeah. right? Like, so I don't get it. I somebody, maybe Coach George, maybe you can chime in. Maybe somebody explain to me why teams don't do a better job of taking away a, a player's strong hand. Maybe it has to do with whether your pack line or you know whatever your defensive philosophy is, and you're not going to sell out your your whole defensive philosophy for it. But in my mind, if you got a guy that's scoring thirty to thirty five points a game doing nothing but going with his strong hand, why not take it away? <laughs> I mean, maybe if I could solve that, I could be a million-dollar coach, but I just it drives me crazy. Absolutely drives me crazy. Yeah, it's um, it's wild. I mean, what other thoughts, Ryan, do you have on, on the games for Michigan State? I think they're in okay they, shape. I mean, yeah, they need Hall back. Winning. It doesn't sound like he's coming. I know he warmed up, but it doesn't sound like he's coming back anytime soon, and they really need him. Doesn't sound. I think he's gonna play on Thursday. That's not what it is. It was press conference sounded like yesterday, though. I wouldn't be surprised if he plays. I hope he does. I mean, we need him. But warmed up. Not so early that he can, you know, that he's gonna go right back out. A um, couple other college hoops things to throw out. Uh, can we just all agree, Dickie V needs to not do Duke games anymore? I mean, he's such a homer, and he acts like Duke is the only fundamental program in college basketball. It's just like. It used to be cute, Dickie. I get it. We love you for surviving cancer and for all you do for cancer victims. But, like, it's time to hang it up, dude. Or just don't do Duke games anymore. Like, go do something else. 
Um, trying to think of what else happened last week, Ryan, in the realm of big upsets. It was K-State over Kansas got thrashed at home over yeah, the by weekend. TCU. By TCU. They lost to Kansas State at Kansas State. UCLA. Um, they got beat by Arizona. It was a good game with Arizona. Houston got beat at home by Temple. Um, it's even. Yeah, I mean, like we've said, there's a lot of teams that can win it. And, uh, by the way, a little plug for him because he won't plug himself. Ryan's been doing bracketology homework, so screw you, Joe Lenardi and Dean Katz and everybody else who does this uh, field of 68. I don't, do you post it to Twitter? No. You should post it to Twitter it's and a, let people weigh in. Use a... Well, it's a Google Doc. So I ask him to see his because, uh, you know, I think you paired with Andrew Dobb might be a, you know, with his little, you know, his formula for choosing winners, I think could probably right. be a good thing come that time of the year. Right. So anything exactly. else? Anything else hoops, Ryan? No, I don't think so. Uh, let's go to second down here. NFL playoffs. Um, let's go into order, I guess. Um, what was the first game on, on Saturday? All oh, the Jags and uh, and Chiefs. Um, pretty good game. I mean, about what we expected. Covered. Not good that Mahomes is hurt. Um, ankle sprain. I know, that's hard sprain. to overcome. Um, I mean, they still won. They gutted it out. Um, their defense. That's off to Henny for a 98-yard drive. I mean, and the rest of that offense, like the line took over. Um, that was big. That was the that was the difference. Yeah, that was the difference in the game. Jags. I think they'll be get some more talent. They'll be right back there next year. They're gonna be a nice team for years to come. Um, very young. Lawrence had played pretty well. Had some mistakes in there, but I mean, he's still young. Um, Chiefs are fun to watch. I'll, I'll, I'll give them that. They are. Um, they just reload. You know, they lost like Tyreek Hill, and they just reload, right? Like they just mm-hmm. they just plug in the next fast guy, Pacheco. Wait, who the hell was he at Rutgers? We you hardly even knew who average. he was, and the dude's electric for the Chiefs. Yeah, he's fast and he's a good player. Um, I don't really have anything else on that game. I mean, it wasn't anything crazy. Um, great, great crowd. Um, great environment. Um, Second game, Eagles, Eagles versus Giants wasn't even fair. Oh my gosh! Eagles are which tells me that really it wouldn't have. Good. I mean, the Vikings probably would have fared as well as they did on the one Monday night game early in the season. The Eagles, Hurts is healthy and they're good. They're also loaded. I mean, they're what all their from thousand yards from scrimmage guys. Hurts can run. He can beat you with his arm. Miles Sanders is a thousand yard rusher. AJ Brown is a great, big, huge. Bulging receiver that has a thousand fourteen hundred yard guy. Amazing, Sanders Um, is good. You know, not to mention uh, Deonta Smith Smith. from um, Alabama. Dude's like a twig, but he's also electric. Her defense is good. I mean, that's that's a good team. That's going to be a great NFC Championship matchup. Yeah, excited for that. Yeah, Giants. um, About what you expect out of them. Saquon. Crossroads for them. What are they going to do? Daniel Jones is in a contract a year. Saquon's in a contract a year. You know, they've got... I, I think they, they, were, they, they were good enough to get in the playoffs and beat Minnesota with a pretty... I would say a team, a roster that wasn't even as good as Detroit's. So yeah. what if what can they do if they get some receivers? What can they do if they get... Uh, looks like Bowie got it right in the Grenards. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> Up two with 26 and a half seconds to go. Um, writhing on the pain, I feel your I feel on the floor in pain. I feel your pain, my man. Um, one, two, three. I'm okay. Um, like what, that, that's a crossroads for the Giants. So it's still you know about what you expected. Um, Eagles just throttled them. 
Giants some questionable things like why you're down three scores and you punt Punting. late in the game. Like I get it, you're fairly deep in your territory, but you got to play to win. I didn't understand that. That was weird. Um, their defense is is pretty good, so you know you can always build around a good defense. What else? Um, Sunday. Uh, Sunday. Uh, Bengals Bills. That was the one that we all waited for. Um, Bengals took it to them. They took it to. They them. really did. Joe they dominated them. Snowborough. The He's beast, Diggs the is, lives Diggs on. is bitching at Allen on the sideline. Yeah, I'm a, the Bills have a problem. They can't get past the divisional round with all yeah. that talent. It's weird. I, I, don't, I don't know. They had a lot of defense. I mean, they're, they're secondary, especially when those two guys collided. They were down to, like, practical walk-ons out of the crowd to play a secondary. Josh at Allen, that point, the game was pretty Josh Allen just didn't look comfortable in that game. It was no. weird. Bengals owned the line of scrimmage, which you wouldn't have necessarily thought offensively, but they did on both ends. They ran it well. You know, big game Joe, he played well. The question of the weekend is that was that really Hamlin in the in the booth? Because yes. a lot of people are thinking it wasn't him, um, and that it was just for play. So sick if it was for play. I hope yeah. it wasn't, but just throwing that out there. Um, um, what else from that game? Um, played in the snow. That was fun to see. Burrow was just so good. Mixon's really good. Joe Burrow's Chase. talking trash to the NFL and all the people who bought tickets for the neutral site game in Atlanta because everybody counted them out. And I'm telling you, before the Hamlin thing, which was unfortunate, the Bengals were going to smoke the Bills in that game, I think. The Bills were kind of-ish, like Minnesota, maybe. A little bit of a paper tiger. Um, they got some holes to patch. Not a quarterback. You know, I, I don't know, though. Is Singletary like the guy that can no. be your... They, they, they need a better running back, I think. You know, he's a good third down back, I think. Diggs, good receiver. They got some other good receivers, but Diggs seemed, you know, okay, in the scheme of things and the... You know, the passion of the moment, he was upset. I, I get it, but yet he stormed off after the game, too. So, I don't know. Is the locker room a little frayed? It was a weird situation. Then we got Dallas and San Fran. Um, Low-scoring game. Pretty struggle. That was the first real struggle he had. Yeah, Dallas is a good defense. They've got, they've got a pretty good secondary. You know, Micah Parsons, they've got a good pass rush. Um you know, and San Francisco has a great, equally great defense, and they just have so many weapons. I mean, I Purdy's going to struggle on the road at Philly because of the, the moment of the game, but the 49ers have the talent to go toe-to-toe with the Eagles. I think the difference is Hertz has been there, and, oh, by the way, uh, Northwestern just knocked off Wisconsin, so they used their COVID week to advantage 66-62. Yeah, we'll, we'll look at that. Um, so... Yeah, that's that's going to be super interesting. But you know, San Fran, I, I like, I really like to watch them just because between Ayuk and Samuel and you know um, McCaffrey, you know Purdy makes good decisions. Bosa, I mean, they're they're lo- um, Kittle. I mean, the catch that he had yesterday, they're they're loaded, and they have a kicker who can't miss, unlike Dallas. Um, oh. You know, so that was a classic. That was the ninth matchup between those two teams, uh, tied for the most in NFL postseason history. But like you said, Ryan, we've got one two versus one three, arguably the four best teams left. Uh, who are you picking? I, I think we get an Eagles Bengals Super Bowl. Um, I think it'd be phenomenal. I think it'd be phenomenal no matter what teams go to it. Um, I think so too. I, I think because of Mahomes and I, I he's just he I think he'll play but there's no way he's going to be 100%. We learned a lot about ankle injuries over the time with yours, Ryan. I just in a you could see it like he couldn't get out wide no. on those zone read plays and stuff. Mm-hmm. I I just think Cincinnati Burrow has his number. 
Yeah, he's won. They've won three in a row against them. Cincinnati's just they're confident. They're playing really well on both sides of the ball. They have a money kicker in McPherson. He's missed no field goals in his playoff career, and he's only missed one extra point. Um, you know, it's an advantage for the Chiefs to play at home, but the Bengals got him there last year. I think the Beng. I don't know what the spread is on that game, but I think the Bengals will win that game. Um, or is this a spread cover? Yep, two uh, and a half is the is the, um, the spreads two and a half. Wisconsin four Northwestern. They're shooting two four free throws Northwestern. with point six seconds. And I had the two and a half. Mm, you wonder. Followed them on the three point shot. Oh, is that a three pointer? Oh, and he missed it. Ball, don't lie. Um, yeah, so I think the Bengals are going to win. I, I just I, get, get, how about this first stat? I I would like to see a third-time rematch of Bengals 49ers. It first happened at the Silver Dome in, like, 82, I think it was. Um, and that, it was a really icy... It was the first time the Super Bowl was in the North. Um, and then they played in the... Uh, it was I think it was Steve Young. I think it was Steve Young then, not Joe Montana. Hit, like... Um, I can't even remember. It wasn't Jerry Rice, but it was their other really good receiver, Taylor. Um, for a touchdown late, and they beat Cincinnati. So I, I'm looking for, I'm hoping for San Fran, Bengals, part Trey, but I think it'll be the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, uh, how about this first stat? The Bengals, up until last season, had had um, five postseason wins, and Joe Burrow has five in the last two years. Wow. Pretty crazy. And, I mean, they've got two number one receivers, T. Higgins yeah. and Jamar Chase. They've got a great running back in Mixon. They got a good change of not even a change of pace because he's equally bruising, but in uh, their backup running back, his name is escaping me at the moment. And then they've got the good tight end. Like they, that's a good team. That's a that's a really good team. I and I would say, man, Bengals Eagles would be a hell of a Super Bowl too. I think I think the, I think the Bengals are going. I think the Bengals are going to get off the schneid. And they're going to win their first Super Bowl this year. That'd be pretty. That'd sick. be my pick at this sick. point. We'll talk more about that after next week, but. All right. All right. Before we get to third down, a quick word from our presenting sponsor. Team Anders Realty will help you find the home that best fits your needs and make the process simple and fun along the way. The Anders have served thousands of clients over 30 plus years in the Grand Rapids, Michigan area and are here to serve you today. Learn more at teamanders.com. Covered. Uh, They did. Did you have them covering? Yeah, two and a half. One by three. All right, so third down, Mount Rushmore. I'm throwing a. I'm going to throw two curveballs at you, Ryan. I had to. I thought about it a little bit when I had time today, which wasn't much. Um, and then I asked Chris for a little help. So the first one is Chris's, and then I came up with the second one too. So we're going to do a double Mount Rushmore because I also think we might have covered this in some way, shape, or form at some point in time. But hey, we've done 108 of these, so we get to we get to repeat once in a while. Not everything's brand new all the time. Um, Mount Rushmore of the top bust picks in NBA history. Oh, man. Well, Darko. Um, Darko definitely. Darko's definitely up there. Freaking waste. Anthony Bennett. He was the first pick. I don't remember when. The Cavs. Was it the Cavs? What a, just a, I remember when they drafted him, people were like, what? Greg Oden. Greg Oden. Greg Oden yeah, was an, in, it, that was an injury thing, injury. so it I mean, wasn't so much been, that he was just bad. He been okay. I'm trying. Who else is a uh, Kwame Brown? Yeah, Kwame Brown was awful. Um, I mean, Brown was—he was the number one pick right out of high school in two thousand one. Garbage. Um, yeah, garbage. Uh, Michael Ola with candy. Oh. Um, he 
I mean, he averaged 8.3 points, 6.8 rebounds, and 1.4 blocks over 10 seasons. So he had a career, but he was the number one pick, and he didn't even start playing basketball until he was 18 years old. I, get, I hate to say it, but Jay Williams. Um, Jay Williams, you know. Due he, to injury. And due to injury. Carl. Sam Bowie, you know, that was more because of who he got picked ahead of. Anthony Bennett, yeah, that was 2013. Uh, Hashim the how about that? Oh, yeah, he used to pour Adam Number Morrison. two pick in 2009, Adam Morrison. Adam Morrison, honestly, for guys that were absolute studs He'd in be college, good in today's NBA. I don't know why. He might be, but for guys that in their time that were absolute studs in college that were busts, out of the list, honestly, he might be the biggest he was, to me. He was so good. Because he was so such, good in such college. A good such score. a good scorer. Great and he was just he was he was bad. Um one list says Robert Trailer, uh RIP died several years ago, but Darius Miles is another one. He basically got drafted number three overall because of his mixtapes right out of high school. Yeah. He was not much of anything. Jay Williams was the dumbass decision of the motorcycle. Um, I've seen Danny Ferry on the list. Strohmile Swift, I forgot about him. Vancouver Grizzlies, now the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, I mean, just, it's like, in today's day and age, you know, young guys get picked quicker. Um, I think the guys that make the biggest busts and the majority of the guys on this list are big guys because I don't know that their game, not so much that they're, it depends on where they're playing. Like Ola Candy played at like Pacific or something like that. He yeah, didn't play at some big school. program. Kwame Brown came out of high school. Those guys hadn't played against Kendrick great talent. Perkins could be up there too. Like you know, a, a, a Hashim Tabit. He didn't play against like a Hakeem Olajuwon or a Ralph Sampson. You know, like back in the day, those big guys played each other. Like you know, now it's like big guys. They don't. There's more big guys kind of a resurgence. Although the NBA is not a big guy league anymore, but like. So many of these busts that were big guys were okay. They had size and they had some tools. Now Greg Oden played against some good talent, but you know he looked fifty and had the knees of a seventy-five-year-old. So how does that not show in a physical? I'm not really sure, but yeah, I, I don't know. So this other one I just thought of when I was walking the dogs tonight, um, in honor of Brett Maher, the uh, five-time PAT misser in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Mount Rushmore of best kickers in NFL history. My man, Jason. Jason's got to be on there. Jason Hanson, Shout Adam Vinatieri. What a guy. Uh, Adam Vinatieri. Who was Morton Anderson? He went to Michigan Morton State, Anderson. right? Morton Anderson, yeah. He, for a while, he was the leading scorer in NFL history. Justin Tucker, how can yeah, it not be me? He made 60-plus yeah, fourth quarter so and overtime kicks in a row, including a, what was that, a 65-yarder against the Lions last year? Yeah. Finally missed this year when they had him try some ungodly 68-yarder. That broke his streak. Um, dude's just money. Janikowski, remember him? He was money He was balls. pretty good, but he missed a lot, actually. Yeah, he had a um, leg. Gutkowski, who played for the Patriots and the Titans. Yeah, he was good. He's he's pretty good. good. Um, um, Gary Anderson, another good one. He played for a lot of teams. Steelers, Eagles, Niners, Vikings, Titans. Um... Shit, he played for twenty two years. He was he was good. Not as good as um not as good as Morton Anderson by Jason stretch, Elam, was he good? Jason Elam, yeah, he kicked for the uh for the um, Broncos. Broncos, yeah, and I think he was the first person to kick a sixty three yarder that broke George the original Blanda. record. Yeah, George Blanda back in the way back in the day. Lou Groza, who got an award named award after him. Name. Jan Stenerud played for the Chiefs, Packers and Vikings in the sixties to nineteen eighty five. Um Hanson, he's in the top ten all time. 
which we picked. Matt Prater, yeah. another good one. Do a do a line of coke and drink a beer before. <laughs> it's like the movie The Replacements. He's just like that kicker who like has a chug of beer and a smokes a cigarette before he goes out and kicks. He's an old English soccer player. So, yeah, I mean, we had to do that in honor of kickers losing games. And the kind of interesting thing, they never really brought it up on broadcast, but apparently the NFL has been cracking down on the team. teams that have been kind of putting down really tiny, almost like coins, to where they put the point of the ball, which obviously gives a little bit of advantage. Um, and the rumor is, the TikTok, if you want to take that for a fact, that um, Dallas's kicker, when he missed the four against Tampa Bay, was because they had just they had just called him on that in the pregame and taken that. No, I saw that. On, it was on CBS Sports as well, so I'm guessing it's real. Um, crazy, just how some little subtle change can throw something off in such a detail. Yeah, those guys are those features that have it. It's like are going into that stuff. It's like golfers and stuff. So yeah, I get it. it is. Have the routine and whatnot. Um, all right, I think that's. Do you have anything else on the? On nope. That? Those are the two Mount Rushmores for the week. All right. Uh, fourth down, scramble. Um, let's get into some golf. Uh, yeah, I Romer, think fourth down's almost more golf Romer, than scramble anymore. Romer is. Uh, he's hot. He, he's won like four of his last six starts yeah, nationwide. He's playing or well. Worldwide. You know what his odds are for the Farmers this week? It's like three fifty plus, plus three fifty. That's unheard he of. He plays well there, too. Yeah, so. he won, obviously, the U.S. Open there in 2021. Had a rookie played. that played played pretty toe-to-toe with him this weekend. Shoffle yeah. had an albatross, finished 30, played really, really well. So, speaking of the Farmers, which is a Wednesday to Saturday, so the NFL can have Sunday to itself. Interesting. Um, is that what they do with the Phoenix now, too? No, they play that on Sunday. That's going to be the hot, hottest place hottest, in town. Yeah, because the Super Bowl is the hottest city too. in the world. So, um, you want to talk about the farmers then first and our picks? Our picks, my picks last week were crap, and you got to like miraculously pick somebody you watched. Well, yeah, top I 10. picked hair. I did a last I know that Buckley wasn't mine. I picked Higgs, and he ended up finishing pretty well. Mind yeah. you, he didn't tell me this until he was already in like fourth place. But. Well, I didn't lie, I changed it immediately. When I, I found out, kidding. he just want to be as good as me. I only had one guy make the cut in a three three round cut, which is this is bad. One out of my two guys made the cut, and on the line at the time. Who are you? Who are you picking this week? This week I'm gonna go with uh, Mr. Tony Finau, right, like and it. a guy who I think Full plays zone. well and is a farmer's spokesperson, Ricky Fowler, as my dark horse. All right, I got another guy that plays well there. Jason Day, he's Day does played well, well there, yeah. in the past there. Then another, an iron player, one of the best on tour, Adam Hadwin from Canada. That's a fun one to watch because I like Torrey Pines. Um, it's a great course. Good tournament. i got to get out there and play that course sometimes. So. All right, so there's one that I saw, like Ryan, the vein of golf. So if you're, you know, well, we're a member of GAM, Golf Association of Michigan, whatever, if you carry a handicap, a, uh, an index, you probably, your state probably does the same as Michigan and gives you Golf Magazine for free. So I get like Golf Magazine and Golf Digest two or three times a day on email. And I don't always remember to click on them. Sometimes I wait until I've got some downtime and I click like a bunch of them in a row. Their tips, their rules, are all kinds of stuff. Chris, by the way, sent me a fun rule yesterday, which we can talk about at some point. But I love it, especially when they come up with their top 25 lists or their, their best lists. Golf.com doesn't do as well as... 
golf deputy. Yeah, so golf though came out with their top twenty five best courses by state. And I started to look at this and I'm wondering if they are smoking some bad crack. Are they like did they do meth in the trunk of a sixty eight Buick first? Because I'm just gonna go through these, Ryan, and you're gonna tell me yes or no or close. Number one, no arguments from me. Oakland Hills South. We, we yeah. played there. Great. Not a lot of people can judge it. Great course, a lot of history. I've got no arguments with that being That's number fine. one. Number two, I also can't argue because I've heard great things haven't played their crystal downs. Yeah, that's a top 20 course in the country. That's so. a great, great course. Three, kind of the same thing. Another great course, um, previously ranked number one, apparently. Or no, one vote maybe for number one. Kingsley Club. I've heard that's unbelievable as well. Mike so. DeVries, who's made a lot of nice courses in in uh, Michigan. So number four is where it gets bass backwards, in my opinion. Number four, they have the loop at Forest Dunes. I thought that is Forest not Dunes better, is better than Forest Dunes, and it is not the fourth. Even Forest Dunes, which I loved and I had my career best round ever there, is not the number four course in Michigan. It's not, and we'll get to what that is when we get to it in the list. So, no way, that's not number four. Number five, I have never even heard of this, Franklin Hills. That's in the, um, That looks Franklin. beautiful. It's on the east side. Six, Bloomfield Hills, I assume, Country Club. Yeah. Seven, Meadowbrook. I think it's a meadow. I don't... Is that a country club? It's in North I'm sure. I think it's a country club. Orchard Lake. I can't really argue with these because I don't know them, but I'm going to tell you this right now. No way... Franklin Hills, Bloomfield Hills, Meadowbrook, and Orchard Lake. It sounds like somebody's rating these on Daddy's Money, going and playing as a guest at these places. There's no way that these are number five through eight in the state of Michigan. They're not, with some of the courses we have not mentioned so far. Number nine, no arguments from what I've heard, Belvedere and Charlevoix. Not necessarily any arguments there. Number ten, first of all, the sister of this should be number four. Uh, in the state, not Forest Dunes, the loop, and it shouldn't be rated below this one. They have Arcadia Bluffs South as number 10. I mean, it's pretty good. It's not better it's than Arcadia good. Bluffs. It's not better than Arcadia Bluffs. Country Club of Detroit, okay, we see that on TV because of the, you know, the Rocket Mortgage. They have Forest Dunes number 12. I disagree. That's, that's way better, that's way better than the loop. The Dunes nine-holer in New Buffalo. Now, I've heard that's pretty amazing. Tom's played there before. Arcadia Bluffs, number 14. There is no way. Arcadia no, Bluffs is, out of the courses we've played in Michigan, that is the number one course. I think so. For me. I mean, and I've played Bay Harbor, which we haven't even gotten to yet here. The Arcadia Bluffs is, is the best course in Michigan. I At me all you want, minus some of these country clubs that I can't play at, but I'm going to tell you, you can't rank, in my opinion, don't go ranking golf courses. You want to rank like a top 10 public and a top 10 private that's fine but the average joe can't go play those courses so we know nothing about them and they're not better than the courses we get to play number 15 indian wood in lake yeah, orion i've played there it's it's a decent course it's not the best but it's decent number 16 gray walls and marquette would definitely would love, love to play that love 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 to play that. 17 detroit golf club north never played it 18 lost dunes in bridgman i've also heard that's good um, but I've never played it. 19 Point of Woods in Benton Harbor. Chris, your old running grounds. I think, no, we never played there. Um, but I know I walked it when Justin Leonard won the Western Am there. 20 Barton Hills, Ann Arbor. Never even heard of it. 21 Oakland Hills North. 
22 Detroit Golf Club South, 23 Stoughton Bray. It's that's a nice course, but that's not number 23. Number 24 Bay Harbor. 24 is Bay Harbor is way better than Stoughton Bray. Yeah, Stoughton Bray is interesting, but it's nothing special. I mean, 25 Wasquan, which I've heard great things. I've never played there either, but like, where's Pilgrims Run? Where's Pilgrims where's, Run? Um, where's Tullymore? Where's Where's the Heather? Where's uh, yeah. Boyne, Where's, even I, I've Hills. never played, but it, I've heard it's really difficult. Where's the bear at, in Traverse? American Dunes. Harbor Shores. American Harbor Dunes. Shores. Yeah, like there's there's so many. Be- like, who does your rating? Golf.com. Because give me the money to go play courses, and I will give you a good top twenty five rating, rating. Rating. I'm not you know country club boy that can go play all these places that everybody else can't play. Like, have real golfers, guys that play. 30 to 40 times a year and love the game rank courses for you because those are the guys that are going to give you the truth on what the best courses are. I'll do it. I'd love to do that. Make that my full-time job when I retire. I'm all in. I'll do it now. Pay me $50,000 and give me the money for it. I'll do it. You got anything else golf-wise? Nope. I don't think there's no really other big news to get to, I don't think. Um, All right, that just brings us to the sprint then. Uh, We'll bring her home. All right. Um, I owed you a sprint from last week. Guy that I love to hate in sports. Oh, yeah. Chris reminded me of who it should be. He said Larry Bird, which at the time I would agree. Kevin McHale. Oh. I hated him. Hated him. He's ugly. Kevin too. McHale. His eyes sunk it into his head. Yeah. All right. Best Michigan State walk-on for uh, basketball. Oops. Man, that's a good one. Best walk-on. I mean, yeah, Bogracos made the big shot against Kentucky. Yeah, played some decent good. minutes. Um, you had guys like Austin Thornton, though. He started. That's who I said. I mean, He's a good player. He was a really good, good shooter. Keebler was pretty good. Yeah, I mean. Kenny Goins. Even the kid that started at Hope. Uh, Van Dyke. Was it Van Dyke or something like that? I number really 30 know. was his number. Uh Started at Hope, then he went to like Mott Community College. And That's Matt Milwaukee. Van Dyke. Yeah, yeah Matt Van Dyke. Uh, but I would I would have to go with Thornton because I mean he started an appreciable amount of games for Michigan yeah, State. Yeah, senior on, year I on think he pretty good teams. A number one seed Michigan yeah. State. Yeah. In his senior season with Draymond, um, how many Big Ten teams are going to make this year's NCAA tournament? That's a great question. I mean, I think more than ever are in play. I agree with that. Um, I mean, there's legitimately 12 teams that have a chance. I think at the end of the day, it'll settle in. It'll be probably nine. But the interesting thing is that I think you'll have like Purdue as a one, maybe at worst a two seed. I don't think any of the other eight teams will be better than a five seed. No. I think I, there's going to be a glut yeah. between five and 12. Yeah, I'm saying eight. Um I think that some teams will drop off. Northwestern but. definitely helped himself tonight. Yeah, we got yeah. another game too. Duke is losing at Virginia Tech, which is would be heavenly. Yeah, um, best BTN uh, color announcer. Basketball. Yeah, Hummel doesn't count. Okay, Hummel because he does everything. Man, I really like um, Bardo. Mm-hmm. I really like Sean Morris. I think he's really good. He's I thought really you know I thought. Um, Oh boy, coach, Michigan State. Bruce? Coach. No, oh, uh, he's okay. Pfeiffer. No, he's Pfeiffer. Not any game I thought Pfeiffer then. did a good game the one time, but for a game in and a game out guy, I got to go probably Bardo. I think he's just, yeah. he's, he, 
he's insightful. He's got a little bit of entertainment to him, but he's not like outlandishly entertaining. He doesn't just state the obvious. No, he's really um, good. He's good, and I like that he kind of throws because he's more my age. He's a smidge older, but he does a throwback like guys from his day like shout out every game from one of the schools that are playing. Yeah, I noticed him do, um, do that tonight. And I love that because it's like good history for the youngsters like Ryan back in the day of the shorty shorts and three-point line. Well, now and the, the shorty shorts are back. Not like they were when no, I played. You had to, we played in what equates to women's volleyball shorts back in the day. Like if you weren't tugging them down, your nuts were hanging out. I'm just saying. You look That's like disgusting. you look like um, Ted on something about Mary when he zipped it up. <laughs> That's just wrong. <laughs> Um, it's like a sausage casing. <laughs> what's the best uh, boneless or traditional wing flavor to put on them? Oh man, best. I think bone wings, bone in wings, get a raw deal though. To, to be honest, like to you. I mean, I'm lazy meat. and I like the I like the boneless They're better. Meat. But um, man. There's some good flavors of the Detroit Wing Company, but the one that I probably go with more often, I like a little bit of the spice and whatever. A good honey barbecue to me is like, you can't go wrong. Yeah, I'd say it's up there. I'd say for me, like Parmesan garlic. Parmesan garlic's good. Gives you really bad breath, but it's good. That's good stuff. All right, that's it. Um, 108 in the books. Um, Shout out to all of our great listeners out there. We appreciate you guys. Uh, you be Mana, uh, Kyle, if you're still listening, Riley, um, JG, Chris, Chris uh, we appreciate you guys and all your support. I'm sure there's others out there that I'm not mentioning. Um, we thank you guys. Uh, couldn't do this without you. Keep firing uh, what you want to hear. Um, as we, you know, third spot probably is going to, could be a Mount Rushmore for now. It could be, you know, up in the air, random stuff. So if you have any questions you want to get answered, you can just do like a mailbag kind of thing. Um, yeah, because we're going to probably settle back into golf for spot yeah. four for the most part. Yeah, I think so. Give her a scramble there. Um, but yeah, just let us know. Um, but we appreciate you guys listening. If you have any sponsor, um, you know, ideas, or if you want to sponsor us, let me know. Um, we'd love to have you guys. We'll give you a shout out and do all that stuff. We'll trade. Um, yeah, we're down for trade. You want to trade us golf? You know, cut ten rounds for you know, sponsorship. Hey, go, go sure. for it. Sure. Whatever. Um, but, yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, a little shout-out again to Team Anders, too. Speaking of sponsor, been a great loyal sponsor since the beginning. Uh, we appreciate them. Look them up. Do us a favor and give them a little bit of love. Um, TeamAnders.com. Meantime, because they are playing a tennis major, yeah, now, yeah, they, they, they do play tennis. That is a sport, although we never talk about it here. Uh, and this is the extent of my did. tennis knowledge. And I'm celebrating the year of 50. As John McEnroe once said, the older I get, the better I used to be.